Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Highway to Hoover podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Joe Healy, joined, as always, by my podcast partner and partner over at SEC Extra, Mark Etheridge. We are here to uh, do some previewing, y'all. We're going to preview the Florida Gators today as part of our SEC Extra preview podcast series. We're previewing all 14 SEC teams in short, you know, 15-ish minute podcasts going one by one. We're going to talk about the Gators today. Before we jump into that, though, I have to tell you, and I'm excited to tell you, that the Highway to Hoover podcast is brought to you by Brock's Gap Brewing Company in Hoover, Alabama. They are the presenting sponsor of the Highway to Hoover podcast and will be all season. Mark and I are extremely excited about this partnership. The, the entire D1 team, frankly, is, is really excited about this partnership. Jamie Cato and his team over at Brock's Gap Brewing are, uh, you know, uh, have been already been great partners to us. We're really excited about some of the stuff we have coming down the pike with them. Nothing to announce just yet. Still got some T's to cross and some I's to dot, but looking forward to sharing a little bit more later about some of the stuff we've got going with them. Um, I would be a little more specific about where Brock's Gap Brewing Company is, but I will just tell you that uh, if you're at the Hoover Met, you're basically there. It is in the more or less in the parking lot of the Hoover Met is a really cool space there. If you've been or if you were at the Hoover Met last year, you probably saw it. It is just a really cool space that that Mark and I and the rest of the D1 team that are going to be in Hoover are excited to spend some time in. And we, we hope you are as well. Maybe we will we will see you there when it's all said and done. Uh, Mark, we are here to talk about the Florida Gators, a yeah. uh, blue bud in college baseball by a lot of measures, but but a program in the last couple of years that just hasn't with a couple of home regional losses, just hasn't quite been up to the previous standard. They're a prisoner of their own success. I think you could fairly say um, just because it's, you know, it's, it's rare a team can host regionals like that and do as well as they have. And um, we can look at it as a little bit of a disappointment, but uh, I think, I think that is fair to say that it, it is a program that is looking to recapture a little bit of uh, a little bit of mojo going into 2023. I would agree. I think, you know, this is a this is a big year. You know, with with the new ballpark, um, it's you kind of you've got all the advantages, all of the the great players that have come through there. Um, need to get back to Omaha, and I think this is the team that that can do it. Um, you know, the the pitching staff is is second to none. Uh, there, there's elite hitters in the lineup. Um, you have some veteran. Uh, players that, that are making jumps. I mean, there, there's a lot to like about this Gator team. So, uh, well, first of all, you said second to none there. I'll be interested. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, Tennessee might have a little something to say about yeah. Florida's yeah. pitching staff being second to none, but they're in the conversation for sure. Well, I'm sure we'll right. talk about that. Um, yeah, absolutely. The format for these, if this is the first episode uh, you have joined us for in the, the preview podcast series, or if you're a Florida fan and this is the only one you will listen to, uh, here's the way it's going to work. I will do a quick rundown of Florida last season, kind of set the table, if you will. And then uh, once the table is set, Mark and I will dig in by talking about what we like about the team. We'll each give an answer there. We will talk about our questions about the team. We'll each give an answer there. And then we will wrap up by describing the scenario under which the team is the best version of itself. What has to happen for this Florida team to be as good as they can possibly be? And that's how we will wrap it up there at the end. So. Um, 
Let's jump in. So Florida last season, 42 and 24, 15 and 15 in SEC regular season play. Uh, they lost in a home regional uh, to Oklahoma, and we kind of saw how that went afterwards. So not a lot of shame in that. Obviously, you hate to lose a home regional, but you can kind of understand it given how well Oklahoma was playing at the time. So there is that. And we have them ranked number seven in the preseason. So um, obviously we haven't ranked that high. We've got a lot to like here, but I will start by talking about what I like about this team. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to steal Mark's thunder a little bit here, but I, I think you have to start with a rotation that starts with Hurston Waldrop and Brandon Sproat. Yep. Um, two, two of the best arms in the sec Waldrop coming from Southern miss was really excellent for them last year. It's high end stuff. He was a team USA guy, 14 strikeouts per nine innings was already one of the best pitchers in the country. And, um, you know, he's ready to be, he was already an SEC level ace. He just wasn't pitching at the SEC and, and now he is. And so I, I expect he will handle SEC hitters just fine. And then Brennan Sprout, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose him in this conversation. Look, I mean, Florida was in a tough spot last year when Hunter Barco goes down and Sprout was really, really good down the stretch. Um, you know, nothing but solid or better starts after Barco goes down um, to, to kind of pull them through. And so, you know, he's always had a really, really big arm and it, it felt like, you know, last year, maybe he took a little bit of a step forward in terms of the finer points of the craft and, you know, being a, a workhorse and, and really it felt like he kind of put the pitching staff on his shoulders a little bit when it mattered the most. So, and then I, I don't want to leave out this conversation, Pierce Coppola as their Sunday guy who, you know, went down with a back injury last season and didn't really get to see what he could do, but he's back healthy now and the stuff is electric and um, it just feels to me like a classic Florida rotation in a lot of ways. And look, Florida did not stop recruiting good pitchers. Like it's not like the last several pitching staffs have been bums, but this does feel a little more like a classic Florida staff, whatever that means. And I can't even necessarily define that for you, but it, this just kind of feels like the good old days, if you will, uh, when it comes to Florida pitching with a staff that, that should be able to dominate games. Yeah. I think the the thing that really stands out to me is just so much elite talent. You know, we talked about this finding finding teams that have those difference makers that they can elevate the people around them. I mean, you, you talked about the rotation with Waldrop and Spro. Um, I, I really like Coppola. The six nine lefty. It's a funky arm slot. I mean, left handers, left handed hitters are not going to have a good day against this guy. Um, I, I think the, the other thing is. You know, with Wyatt Langford, I mean, that's who was better than him, you know, in, in SEC play last year. I mean, he was just, it came out of nowhere. It was just amazing. And, you know, uh, so there's just so, so many, um, you know, high level players. And I think that's what you need if you're going to take that next step and get, you know, and get to where Florida kind of feels they should be after a couple of years of missing out. Yeah, Langford's a good call as well. You got to like that. I mean, really a, a kind of a cool story. I mean, he 2021, he gets four at-bats all mm-hmm. year, <laughs> four at-bats. And then last year, he just, I think uh, I think I read this in one of the pieces you wrote, Mark, like he hits yeah. a home run in his first at-bat of the year, and it's like off yeah. to the races, you know? Absolutely. Um, so a cool story there. So let's um, let's transition and talk a little bit about the questions we have for this team. And, and I think one is just like, I think there's a little bit of scar tissue with Florida the last couple of years. So my, my question is, okay, you've got this talent on the mound and, and Mark and I have just said a lot of nice things about it, but can that talent translate to production? 
Um, because like I said, it's not like Florida has not continued to recruit excellent pitchers and talented pitchers, but it just hasn't quite, you know, some of it's been injury based and yeah, I got it, but on the mound, they just haven't been quite the same with, you know, talent that was still among some of the best recruits in the country when they, when they got to Gainesville. So, you know, is this a year where that talent is able to translate to being as dominant as we're used to seeing Florida pitching be? And so only time will tell that that's the thing about it. But um, you know, if they, if they are that, that kind of classic Florida staff, obviously they're going to win a lot of ball games. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a bullpen. Um, are they going to be able to close out games? I mean, certainly there's so much talent out there. Uh, Khalid Hartzog, uh, Caglianani. I mean, you, you've got some dudes. It's just who's going to step forward and, and do it with the, you know, with a game on the line. That that's the concern for me, uh, because I, I love the rotation. We talked about it. I think you know they they have volume. You know, they have a lot of guys that can run out there. But do they have that that badass to to pitch the ninth inning? And who's going to you know emerge in that role? That that for me is 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 what I'm. You know, I'm looking for the answer to that. Kegley Known's a good name to bring up too. Just generally, I, I was having a conversation with with uh, your friend and mine, Mike Rooney, and um, you know, he's like, I just think Kegley Known is he just kind of has it. You know, like there's yeah. a little bit of an it factor with him. I mean, it's talk about cool stories. Like it was one last year. Injury kept him from being able to pitch. And so he's, he's not playing really at all. And then he comes off, you know, comes at it, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but basically out of nowhere to be a, an impact bat down the stretch. Like he hits seven home runs in like um, six weeks or something like that. And, yeah. you know, hits about 300, you know, he really kind of gave that offense a jolt um, when they needed it. And so, um, you know, runes was just saying that I think there's just like a winning quality about him. And so that's kind of what you talked about where, you know, he's going to get back on the mound this year. Like, is he a guy just because, he just has that kind of mentality. When you talk about closing games, you mentioned this on one of our previous preview episodes. Closing is not just about coming out there and throwing smoke. That helps, but it, it is kind of a mentality. It's an attitude. And, you know, is he just a winning player that's, you know, likes those those big moments? So um, I think that's a, a great name to bring up there. Uh, you know, um, I think the, the, other, the other big question is just something that's going to take all season to to figure out, which is just, is there that like intangible quality to this team? Um, I think in past years, we learned pretty quickly that things just weren't quite right. Like remember the 2021 season when Florida went into it as the undisputed number one team in the country. Like there wasn't really an argument to be made for anyone else. And then, you know, they, they, they played that series against Miami to start the season and looked pretty good. And then pretty quickly, it was clear that like, okay, this is not, what we thought it was going to be. And that team had to really hustle down the stretch to, you know, be in a regional and, and, and all that stuff. And then last year they were better, but at, at no point did you really consider Florida to be one of the best handful of teams in the sec. Um, so it, it'll take all season to kind of figure out if this year is a little bit different, but it was less, it felt like the last two years we pretty quickly could tell it wasn't the elite Florida that we had been used to seeing in, in previous years. So I think, or at least I, I, I'm curious to see if maybe as early we're able to tell if this year maybe is that kind of year. So certainly the talent is there for that. So let's wrap up, talk a little bit about the scenario under which this Florida team is as good as it could be. Um, so I will say I've got a couple things here. Um, I will go with a, 
a big season from someone like a Josh Rivera or a Colby Halter in the lineup. You know, I think you know what you're going to get. Obviously, Langford, BT Ryapel, power hitting catcher. You, you like that. Um, but there are a couple of veterans in the lineup, and I single out Rivera and Halter because those guys have kind of been through it and they've shown flashes. Um, you know, Halter had a really nice freshman year. Rivera, for for several weeks at a time, will kind of look like a special player, and then he has weeks where he's not quite as good. Can one or both of those guys be really consistent offensive performers? Like we know they're going to be steady, we know they play good defense, um, but we know they're they're talented offensive players as well, and they just neither of them have quite been able to to show it for long, consistent stretches, especially last year. So, I think those are two keys offensively kind of give that lineup a little more length if one or both of those guys are real catalysts. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with two guys offensively. Uh, Michael Robertson, who was injured last year. He's going to be the center fielder. He's a, he's a base, base stealing threat. In Florida, you know, they haven't really run a lot, at least, you know, not it hasn't been a focal point of their offense. Well, that will change this year because if he gets on base – and they expect him to, to hit, then he's got the green light and he's going to run a lot. And and we're going to see if people can throw him out because Florida couldn't throw him out in the fall. So I, I think that that's one guy to, to, to watch. And another one is, is Cade Curlin. He is a early entry freshman, um, should be in high school still, um, came out and really impressed during the fall. And if, you know, really talented kid, how does that – you know, the, how does his maturity handle it? I mean, <laughs> if I skip my senior year, I don't know how, how ready I would be to, you know, to, to play in SEC games as a freshman. So, um, but, you know, if, if he's able to do that, and, and, they, and those are the extra guys, right, to, to go with Langford, to go with, you know, Rivera and some of the uh, – B.T. Rypel and some of these guys who, who, who are veterans um, – then that lineup gets deeper and deeper and, and more dangerous. And, and I think with the pitching that they should have, um, Florida, I mean, that, that that's what they need, right? That They need that lineup to be that much more dangerous because, honestly, they shouldn't have to score a whole lot of runs. I think I think that's a good call. Um, Robertson in particular, I'm really excited to see um, just kind of what a different the different dynamic he can bring to the lineup because you're right that, it, you know, uh, running is not necessarily what you think of with a Florida offense. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see. I think one other thing I will add is that I think it's important that Brandon Sprout is just basically picks up where he left off. He, he, he doesn't, you know, if Waldrop is Waldrop, they don't, they don't need him to be any more than he was down the stretch. Just kind of pick up where you left off. If, if, if he's better, great, you know, like then, then you've really got a one, two punch and they're really cooking, but just don't take a step back, you know, just uh, kind of pick up where you left off. Cause if, if he does, they're going to have, a one-two punch for for my money as good as anybody except Tennessee in the SEC yeah. probably and um, so I, I think that's kind of important that they feel like they have those two cornerstones if they're going to be an SEC title contender which you know by ranking them where we have them we think they will be um, but that's going to be an important important piece of it but of course we will see as the season gets going that will do it for this episode of the Highway to Hoover podcast presented by Brock's Gap Brewing Company thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.